Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Welcome to the Leveling Up podcast with me, George Swift from Bigger Bites Boulder. I'm also the founder of BBB Success Groups for ambitious entrepreneurs and extreme growth masterminds. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious small business owner, desires. We're here to give you the inspiration, the motivation and to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget to tune in every Monday and Wednesday for Mindset, Attitude, Personal Performance and Business Growth content and every Friday when we do our Friday 5-Minute Fix. Subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. What an episode I have for you today. It's the first part in a two-part series, which is an interview with the legendary, the awesome guy that is Rob Goddard. He's the founder of Evolution Complete Business Sales. It's a mergers and acquisitions company. He's been a member of my success group since I founded it seven and a half years ago. He's been a member of my Extreme Growth Mastermind since I launched that four and a half years ago. And I've watched him go from his back bedroom to now running a multi seven figure turnover business. I've also more recently seen him successfully launch three other six-figure businesses. He's a serial entrepreneur. He's a sales demon. He's a bloody awesome guy. And it's been an absolute privilege to be on his journey. It's been even more so to have him on ours. He knows a thing or two and some about business growth and about leveling up. If you are a small business owner and you are serious about leveling up and you're serious about creating extreme business growth, then you are not going to want to miss these episodes. This interview took place in Dubai when I caught up with Rob and we sat down and we talked about what is leveling up? What does it take to create extreme business growth? What does it take to create a seven, a multi seven figure turnover business? And also what are the challenges that he faced in creating that? As you can imagine, you do not go from a back bedroom to multi seven figures and multiple six figure businesses without a hiccup, a challenge, a barrier, a block, a slip here and there. And he talks very candidly about his personal journey. Rob is also a great inspirational speaker on the subject of suicide, specifically around men. He's written the book From Suicide to Success. I will put the link into the descriptions. Go and download that book. It's absolutely an inspirational tale of how you can go from the absolute pits of despair to creating an unbelievable life for yourself. Sit back, enjoy this first part of the two-part series that is the interview with Rob Goddard. You are going to love this. Hello and welcome to Leveling Up. I'm with Rob Goddard of Evolution CBS. Indeed. We've known Rob for many, many years. 
And on our watch, uh, since we've known Rob, he's gone from 150k turnover um, mm. to 4.2 million. 4.2 million, two continents. Two continents, three, three and a half thousand miles away. Three and a half thousand miles away. And we're in one of them now, by the way. I didn't say that. Ah, we, yes. We are in... Um, uh, Set the scene. We are in Dubai right now, which is why we are in um, my hotel suite. So we are in Dubai right now, which is where uh, Rob... How long ago did you come over here? Uh, I came out here two years ago, although I did live and work in Dubai originally in 2010, but it didn't work for me then. So right. was, I failed. So you knew the lay of the land. We'll come to failure. Now, but <laughs> <coughs> I like to talk about failures. I thought um, you would. So you knew the lay of the land. Yes. Um, but you were here on the previous business that didn't work out. Yeah. Came back a couple of years. And just give us a quick update of what you do and kind okay. of where you're at now. And maybe a little bit why we're actually sitting in Dubai right now, for example. Okay. Right. Uh, so we do three things. Evolution CBS helps business owners, owner managers grow their business buy businesses if that's part of their growth strategy and we sell businesses our clients businesses so they can exit so it's a grow buy sell strategy we've been doing it in the uk for eight years started it from scratch uh didn't have any money because i came back from dubai broke i put i think i had two thousand quid on my credit cards i got someone to do a website for me yep business cards and then I networked like hell. Right. And this is, and this is actually something really interesting. So I'm going to jump straight in there because I know one of the things we talked about since we've been here and it really interested me which was, um, you know, I'm always banging on, right? When you're a small business, in fact, any business, the number one thing you have to do is you have to sell, right? Yes. You have to sell. You have to find people to sell to. Yep. And then you have to go out and sell. And I see a lot of small businesses really hiding from selling, and they hide behind other tasks like marketing or other things, which may or may not turn into business, but it kind of gives them the illusion mm, that they're, busy. they're that they're, right, because the illusion they're busy, it gives the illusion that they're business developing, yeah. um, but it could take ages, it could be ineffective and else. So one of the things I was really interested with you, actually, when you started off out here, was the story you told us about how you started <laughs> yeah. without any leads, yep. and you couldn't get any leads. And I think for anyone listening, because I think people <laughs> sit there and say, well, where is everybody? Where do I find them? So tell us a little bit, just quickly, about how you started off getting people to even sell to in the first place. So I was out of a job. My marriage had broken down, and I came to Dubai, pursuing my fame and fortune. I went under, under the umbrella of another company. Yep. In the induction training in the UK, they said I'd get qualified leads, CRM, um, and I'd be selling to some of the world's richest people who had so much disposable income because they don't pay tax in the UAE yep. that I wouldn't know what to do with it. So you came? I came. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it wasn't all, all that I was told wasn't true. Um, there was no database. There were no pre-qualified leads. All they gave me was a phone from a rented office and some business cards. And when I queried these promises, they said, no, you've got to create your own data. You are self-employed. No one's going to feed you with anything. Yeah. So I thought, ah, because <laughs> I'm a sales guy. Yeah. And I, I hadn't really appreciated, you can be a great sales guy, but unless you're getting leads coming through, you're dead in the water. So I thought, I'm in a foreign country, three and a half thousand miles away, 
with no backup, no support, I've got to do it myself. Oh, and I was commission only. Right. Just, <laughs> so do you know what? <laughs> no I, salary. So, so I'm picturing this right now. So, so for people that, that are trying to work this out, so you were connected to an organisation as opposed to yes. running your own business. Yes. But that definition yeah. is you, you, you were self-employed. You were an entrepreneur, right? I mean, literally, as in, yeah, yeah I've got it totally. Oh, and I was the first one over. Right, okay. So right. there wasn't even a team. Right, okay, brilliant. <laughs> so I was on my Todd in a foreign country, and I thought, well, if I'm selling to high net worth individuals, it was an IFA role. Yeah. So I was selling financial services. Where does my target market hang out? And I thought, well, they've got to buy stuff here and they'll buy cars, luxury cars. And here in Dubai, you've experienced, you've been up and down that road yesterday, uh, a road called Sheikh Zayed Road. There are a huge amount of dealerships, exotic cars, Porsche, Bentley, Aston Martin. So I thought, well, if my target market are buying cars, why don't I go and see if I can collaborate? Yep. So I went to a Saab dealership because I thought, well, I'm not going to go to Rolls Royce. <laughs> and, and, and I haven't seen a Ford one here. <laughs> so, so we'll start with... Yeah. The, yeah. So I, I said to the lady, the sales lady from Saab, we're selling to a similar marketplace. I'd like to collaborate with you. Um, maybe I could, on financial services, maybe I could... Uh, you could introduce me to some of your clients. I could write the uh, the life insurance or yeah. the protection going against the loan that someone might have to buy a car. And she thought that was a good idea. Yeah. So she gave me 600 email addresses of 600 <laughs> Saab customers Brilliant. in Dubai. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. So now I've got 600 people that I can contact direct as well. But then I, I walked up the road to the next dealership, which was Porsche. I said, I've got... Same story, yeah. but now I've got 600, 600 email addresses. So the guy from Porsche, the sales guy, yeah. we swapped. Yeah. So he gave me five, 600 Porsche customer yeah. contact details. There's no Data Protection Act here. I was going to say, <laughs> this, this, unfortunately, <laughs> is no longer a strategy we can apply. No, but it was in 2010. But it's, but it's the resourcefulness is what blew me away. So I, I spent months yeah. walking up and down in the summer in Dubai, yeah. the different dealerships, Harley-Davidson, Rolls-Royce, Bentley, Aston Martin, switching data. Collecting data, yeah. Now I had thousands. Yeah. I also, the other, so I was able to sell off the back of that. I also use LinkedIn. And I was doing articles like, beat the, would you like to beat the banks as my strap line? Right, yeah. And I've got people coming back and say, yes, <laughs> I would like to beat the banks. And I was selling financial services off the back of, through LinkedIn yeah. in 2010, right. long before it's become popular. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and also, how, <laughs> I hang out at places like the Marina, because yep. that's, that's where my target market yep. is, and Fibbers McGee, which is an Irish pub. Right. Because this is where the expats go. And just engaging in conversation and yep. networking. And I, th- and, I think, and I think it's the thing, right, because for me, one of the things I bang on a lot to, to, to all businesses, but again, you know, especially to those starting out and especially those who are still quite small, which is you've got to go networking, right? So, so initially, initially you go networking, and the good news is, back in the UK in that, there's loads of organised networking, so somebody's done the hard work for Indeed. you, right, and laid up loads of prospects potentially to talk to. Um, but what I loved about this was the resourcefulness of being out here empty-handed, and you see a lot of entrepreneurs and everything else. And I think that's the definition for me of what an entrepreneur is, right? It's somebody gets really creative with their problem solving for themselves and rather than sitting there passively saying I don't yeah, have yeah. needs I haven't got clients I haven't got this all the market's crap or all this stuff that you hear Brexit right all, all that right? So we've got it all coming up and we're going to hear yeah. those things and I think to, to be empowered to look at ask the simple questions you asked you said which is where are they 
you then started off with one and then you, you, you got really creative and everything else. And regardless of what the laws are today regarding data and everything else. Still relaxed. It was, yeah, over here. Yeah, I'm very, yeah, over <laughs> Not here, in the UK. Over here, still relaxed. There's a lot of things relaxed. But the principle's right. But the principle's right. And also what I like about it is resourcefulness to do it and the attitude to do it rather than just get back on a plane and say, they didn't give me any leads. They didn't give me any of this. They didn't give me whatever. And regardless of whether you're connected to a bigger big organisation or running your own, it's a, you're in exactly the same boat as every entrepreneur out there, which is you will, you will, you will starve or feed, you will live or die based yeah. on your actions and your ability to find people to sell your products to who want to buy your products. Well, I have to say, I didn't enjoy it. Right. It was a real emotional yeah. low point yeah. because I had no leads, no one knew I existed, and I didn't have a website. Right. And I was commission only, so I wasn't getting paid at yeah, the end yeah. of the month. And it was a hard time, yeah. but I had to dig really deep. And I, whilst I didn't enjoy it in the early months of doing it, it stuck with me when I come back to the UK yeah. because actually I learned something out in, in Dubai that I can actually create something from nothing, unlike a lot of physics. <laughs> I can create something from nothing yeah. if I'm prepared to put myself out there and do something I don't particularly, I don't think most people enjoy doing that. Well, I mean, again, you know, this is, this is one of my little things, you know, I think, I think we can definitely learn to enjoy sales and I think we should learn to enjoy it because otherwise it's just going to be mm. a hard slog because the one job you're going to do for a long time is <clears> sales, right? Mm. You'll let go of your own admin, you'll let go of other things, we'll talk about your growth in a little bit, but you know, you'll let go of a lot of tasks, but one of the tasks you're going to be left with almost to the end is sales, right? And then yeah. that's going to be, for me, I always say that's the last one, getting good salespeople is really, really hard, um, getting people who are reliable and passionate is really hard. Even getting a good salesman with a good track record comes to your business but isn't successful, just, you know, it's one of those things. And um, so it's one of the things I think every business owner has to start with on their own because it's you. And I think it's something you're gonna see all the way through. And interestingly, you know, with yourself included, but also with all the other businesses that were start up to over a million that I know, right, and work with. Every single one of them, the owner of the business is a sales head first, right? In other words, it, they have a sales first mentality. So I know with you that there was periods of time where you were pretty much on the road, right? Mm. And it was pure sales and sales and sales. Mm. But right from the beginning, it was sales orientated. When you turned up in Dubai, the previous organization, it was purely sales focused. I know yeah. still today, sales is, is, is absolutely at the core of your business now. It is. And for you, you're in the position that I think a lot of people want to get to that don't necessarily like sales, is you're in a position now to start getting other people to sell for for you, yes, and that's a great place to get. But that's only recent that I know for a fact that's been the case. You've been the number one breadwinner in that business for years, for years and years and years. Mm. And I think with sales, you know, with, with 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 business owners, they have to step up to sales. They have to start to try and enjoy it. And I think it's easy to enjoy it when it starts to work, mm. you know. But they have to go through that uncomfortable period. And I think that's the bit that's really important. Is it's easy to look at other people who are good at sales or do sales or look at where they are today, you know. And you've just had your biggest month on record, yeah. right? And sell massive deals like you've just done, okay? Do you want to say what that was? Are you, are you open the We lot? topped a million turnover in a month. Right, so a million pounds, in, <laughs> million pounds in one turnover, right? Big sales stuff. So it's easy to look on the outside when people see that to, to say it's okay for you, right? Because you're good at sales, you're good with people, you're good. And I think it's really, and one of the reasons I'm doing these, these, these podcasts is I want people not just to keep hearing it from me where yeah. I put out content saying to people, stick with it and we all do this. And it, it, you know, obviously I'm passing on your 
your stories without your name, but anecdotally in that. And the, these podcasts are done deliberately to, to kind of get some really cool messages across that I have about entrepreneurship, yeah. but with people also that they can hear it from the horse's mouth. And, and to some, for someone to get to 4.2 million and operate across two continents, and I know there's other things we, can't, we don't want to talk about just yet, but there's other things that you've got on the cards. It's really exciting. And most businesses never get anywhere near no. to that 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 kind of um, scale in their business or enjoyment, whatever you want to call it, rewards return. Um, and it's nice to know that you also had to go through that period where yeah. it was miserable. And I think I don't think anyone would. Lo- I'm trying to think of anyone that would love to come in. If they love sales, to have no leads, none of this, no base, no. The, I mean, I don't know anyone would want that. No. But you work with what you've got. Yeah. And 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 you you, you stick with it. And of course, back in that one, mm. whilst that didn't work out long term. That must have given you a huge launch pad for what you're doing it now. It equipped me for when I come back to the UK. Yeah. Because I'm still brassic. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have a marketing budget. I knew what I wanted to do when I come back to the UK, having been in Dubai. Yeah. I wanted to go back to my first love, which was the buying and selling of businesses, mergers and acquisitions. Yeah. And <clears throat> I thought, I learnt things in Dubai that have become really important to me in the UK. Yeah as a one-man band, because I was, I was working in, back in Basingstoke, working from a, a bedroom and a broadband connection. Yeah. I was on my Todd, self-employed. Yeah. Um, the, the, the myth that being self-employed gives you loads of time and disposable income, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. It, 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 24-7, um, the fact that no one's going to f- no one's going to feed you with stuff. You've got to do it yourself. So I I learned that I, I it was boot camp for me Dubai. Yeah. Come back to the UK, better equipped. Yeah. No money. Yeah. So I thought, well, I'll just repeat what I did in Dubai, but I'll do it in Hampshire. Yeah. Which is I'll network like crazy. I'll work all hours that God sends, and it will come right eventually. Because I know one thing quality I have I have got is I'm bloody minded. Yeah. I'm, I like to see it as forthright and driven. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> stubborn. Other, other people say you're just stubborn. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not a quitter. Yeah. And I could have I given up, but I didn't. But I, I, I guess for five years, I was, I was the sole breadwinner yeah. within evolution in yeah. the UK. Yeah. Um, and that's only changed in the last two or three years. Yeah. Last three years where yeah. I'm not the sole provider of new business. Yeah. And it's released me. But I've seen progress. I started as a five-figure business in the UK, so under 100 grand, yeah. with two grand put on my credit cards for a website and business cards. I went to six-figure. The company's now comfortable seven-figure. Yeah. And we'll, we're, we're en route for an eight-figure business, yeah. but it won't be me that takes it there. Yeah. Because I've built up a management team. Yeah. And the last two years, you know this, the last two years, I've been having a ball. Yeah. Working hard, yep. but I love the work that I do, and I love the fact that I've built a team around me that can more and more, as the years go on, run the business day yeah. to day. Because, but I haven't just got a seven-figure business; I've got a six uh, six-figure here. Yep. And I'm start, I've started a five-figure business in the UK as well. So I've got three business ventures simultaneous: yeah. five, six, and seven figures. Yeah. And I still have time for family. 
And I think, I think, and I think on that note, which I think is really important, is is you mentioned a couple of things. I'll just pick up a couple of things you mentioned. So one was boot camp, and yeah. it's interesting because I was speaking to a bunch of uh, teenagers not long ago. I was doing a keynote oh, to okay. uh, to um, young entrepreneurs. Right. Yeah, so about 150 young entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs. And one kid asked me, he said, like, you know, what, what you know, where 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 should I start or something? Or what's the best advice for me to get started in entrepreneurship? And interesting, he said that because I said two things, right? And I said one. Um, take a sport and just push it as hard as you can, right? So, right. so learn what your limits are, physical abilities. You know, really dig in. Now, your boot camp was over here it was, on the streets yeah. of Dubai in 50 degrees, right? Um, but you know, for a young kid, centigrade, like, centigrade, yeah. <laughs> so I was saying to a young kid, you know, I said, like, go out, do whatever sport. I don't care what sport it is, but yeah. push it to the absolute limit. So you have to really, you learn discipline, commitment. You you learn what, what discomfort feels like. Anything else? I said the next thing, get the shittiest sales job imaginable. I said, I, you know, sell the hardest toothbrushes door to door, anything, right? Or you know, I, I don't think they do it anymore, right? But one of my backgrounds I was doing, I sold um, advertising space in, in, in Thompson Directory for a little while and all this sort of, you know, and selling photocopiers and stuff, <laughs> and fax machines and telesales, that sort of thing. Yeah. And what it does, that's your boot camp, right? Because, because it's miserable, because it's full of rejection, hard work. Um, but what it does do is it, it conditions you to level up, right? And that's where it brings in this, because then you, then you level up, right? And now you're in a position, you literally just said this today, where you get to choose who you work with, who you take on as a client, yeah. and you and you get to choose these things, and 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 you've got clients that come to you now, yes, and stuff like that, and that's something which is like you know obviously we're all working towards that, but again I want to just keep banging on this 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 thing, it wasn't like that not that long ago, no, so just because you can see the fruits of your labour now, it's 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 the amount of hard work you have to put in up front in order to get yeah. the, the 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 deferred. Success, and I don't know if you agree with me, but I say a little thing with most myself a little bit. If I'm honest, if I knew how hard it was going to be, how hard I was going to have to work, and the shit I had to take and put up with, I probably would never have started it. Yeah. But the moment it starts to become worthwhile, you forget so quickly the hardship. Like you, 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 you know it's there, yeah. but but it, it leaves you so quickly. You forget, you know, when you couldn't. Okay, let's ask this question, right? And I'll share mine in a minute. Right? Have you got in your past? Not, not. not I don't mean like you know. Like, like a low point financially, even with your current business, right? So with your current business, so it might be in the beginning, it might be at some point in the middle, but do you have a low point financially where, that, that you would share with us? Hmm. Yeah. So when I came back from Dubai, I, and I'm set up as a one-man band, Evolution, I, I had about two quid, just over two quid in my pocket, and I was in the Kennett Centre in Newbury, yeah. and I had to share a cup of coffee with my best mate, Alex. Yeah. And at that point, I realised I had debts as well, yeah. like big debts, yeah. tens of thousands, not a few quid. And, and no, well, apart from a couple of quid. Yeah. And I thought, it, it's interesting. I haven't got much to lose now. Yeah. I only, I only got two pounds. Yeah. It's good you got to lose. You got, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can afford to take yeah. some risks because yeah. I can only lose a couple of quid. So I, I was empowered by that. But yeah, I, it, it's, I think it's quite grounding where you know what it is to have like next to nothing. Mm. But it makes you more creative. Yeah. Because I knew I wanted to work for myself and I knew I didn't want to go back into corporate life. Yeah. So. I had no choice, yeah. really. Well, you've you got to keep your, going forwards. You gave yourself no choice. Now, and, 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 I, yeah. and I say this, I, I have a little, another one of my little sayings I throw out there, which is um, when, you would, like, when you would rather like, live in a bag on the street 
then go back to employment, <laughs> you know you're cured, right? You're cured, yeah, and, yeah, now, yeah, and now yeah, you know yeah, you're yeah. an entrepreneur, right? So, yeah. so if someone took everything off me today, yes. there's nothing that would make me go and get a job. Like, like nothing, there's nothing. I, I would be much better off starting with, with like a couple of pebbles in my pocket than going off yeah. and, and trying to, I don't think I'm going employees anyway now, Rob, it, right? <laughs> no, I'm unemployable. <laughs> I, th- I, I possibly think you might be. <laughs> I never was particularly. The thing is, as the money has grown, and my costs have grown in the business, hugely, yeah. it's more scary now than it was when I had a couple of quid. Well, I was going to touch on that because you mentioned <laughs> this, because here's the thing, when you've got nothing to lose, you have nothing to lose, right? Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, um, and you know me, I keep talking about the brain and how the brain you know, can sometimes work for us, and other times it can really hold us back, and these little forces that kind of manipulate us. And one of the things that happens, of course, is, and it's a real risk, is that when you start to succeed, and especially, by the way, even more so when you know what being poor feels like or you know what hardship feels like. Yeah. The brain, when it gets a, even a degree of comfort, will try and protect that degree of comfort. And the way it protects it is by making you fearful of risking it, right? So the risk you've got here is you, if you've never lost anything, you would never fear loss, right? Yeah. But because you're never going to get successful without losing probably many times, right? Yeah. And myself included have got this in my history. So therefore, the moment you get a little bit of comfort, and I find this even in mine, right? and we're nowhere near where you are, but I find in my business now, because we've had probably Probably a good couple of years, and it's again, I'm like you. It's only been about two years, I'd say, that we've been comfortable in our right. business, right? For the per- for the first what eight years or seven and a half years of our business, we had degrees of success along the way, yeah. but definitely we had. I mean, you know, five years ago, so that was still what three years into our business, whatever. We're doing half decent turnover as a small business, and we had to borrow. Um, our, our tax payments or someone, right. right? So someone took out a, na- a lo- couldn't get a loan. Wow. We'd maxed out our credit cards. Wow. And we've, we've literally just done the final payment, right? Five years later. Um, and we yes. took this payment out. I know. We took this payment out to pay our tax bill because we, we couldn't pay our tax bill, right? So I was talking about sharing my low point as well financially. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And that was only five years ago. And it still wasn't great after that. You know, we had to clear tons of credit card debt that we'd used to build the business up with and support our lifestyle on that. Um, not frivolous stuff, but mm. like just living days they live in the mortgage, etc. Um, and it's only been about two years. I'd say we've been comfortable and it's probably only about a year that I'd say we've leveled up ourselves right. in terms of the quality of our life in other words we, we went through a scale of, of where we were yep. you know, but now to be able to do some of the stuff that we would want to do it's only recently we've, I would say we've leveled up where it becomes normal you know it becomes normal to, 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 to go a little bit above where you were or you know, where it might be I, mean, I, I remember um, trying to buy an iPad when iPads came out I didn't even know why I wanted one I think anyone did right um, but I wanted an iPad yeah. and I couldn't afford an iPad it was 22 pound a month and I remember trying to negotiate with Tracy that I wouldn't have coffees because I was probably having about a coffee a week at Costas <laughs> which was about 20 quid a month and I remember saying to Tracy I'll stop Costas so I can get my iPad 20 quid right yeah. and, and, and that even though I can remember it you know it's so forgotten like that, that kind of place but people need to know that to get through to the other side you're going to have to stare that kind of thing down right I used to go to Starbucks because yeah. I didn't have enough money in the early days of renting an office yeah. so I went to Starbucks because I wanted to get out of the bedroom at home so for me progress was going to Starbucks yeah. because it was free Wi-Fi and all I needed to do and it was free refills once you bought one coffee it was free yeah. refills at the time so I thought I could stay there all day it cost me one cup of coffee and I get broadband yeah um, so for me, that was progress because I was going to the yeah, office. For sure, yeah. <laughs> I take that, I'm with you. I'm with you. Coffee shops, were, nice, comfy armchairs. True. True. <laughs> yeah. I, one thing that Tracy said to me years ago when we first met 
um, was what's the worst that can happen? Because I, I remember carrying a fear of failure. Yeah. And she got me, she helped me to understand what my fear was. And she said, well, what's the worst that can happen if you have a business failure? And what would you do? And actually, I came up with the white transit. If it I remember all, this. If it all yeah. collapsed, yeah. I would, my last few quid, I would buy a transit van and I'd go to house clearances, yeah. collect people's stuff, and I'd sell it a car boot. So yeah. I could earn a living yeah. with my transit. Yeah. And once I'd faced my fear about the worst that could happen, yeah. I felt empowered. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and that goes back to the whole gambling thing, right? Because when the brain's not willing to gamble it, it gives that <coughs> resistance, yeah. right? That resistance, which means actually we start to choke. Yeah. We start to hold ourselves back. But of course, we, you know, we, we, we have to. The whole nature of entrepreneurism, in my opinion, is we have to grow and we have to continue to level up, you know, both the business, but obviously in order to do that, we've had to level up and you've had to level up along the way as well. Yeah. And because of that, obviously, the rewards level up as well. Does that make sense? And Indeed. the lifestyle levels up. And, Indeed. And I, I, I remember my kids coming to me and saying to me on one, one Friday when I picked them up, and they, and they said to me, have you got much work on this weekend, Daddy? And they were about seven years old. And, it, and they never moaned once about my working. Like, yeah. They've never moaned once. They understand what we do. I, 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 all, my kids are completely in my business. Right. So, you know, they've, they've, they've seen me do the firewalk in the events. They've seen me do corporate stuff. They've come to success groups. They've seen it all. And, and, and I invite them into my life. And, and mastermind. Like, and mastermind. Yeah, and mastermind. <laughs> and they know why I do what I do and they know how it affects them and the whole life and everything else but I've always made a, a, a pact uh, with myself and with them even though not directly with them but in my head with them about making sure that I spend the time with them to be the dad that yeah. I want to be and just them asking that question was enough to let me know that I got, I got it out of whack do you know what I mean? And in that moment, because the, I'm talking about the, this is that risking thing, I thought I had to take every piece of business. Yeah. We originally started coaching um, individuals rather than business owners, and most people who work for other people don't want to do coaching calls right. at work. Yes. So they're either doing early hours in the morning, in the evening, or weekends. Yeah. Now, I don't do early mornings, as you know, so it was either evening, so I was up till midnight sometimes <laughs> coaching, and I was doing Saturdays and Sundays. And it was just that question that, that, that did it. But you know what? I took all that business because I was scared not to take the business on. Yes. And yet the moment the pain yep. of feeling like I might be becoming a bad dad. By my definition, not theirs, just mm -hmm. all she did was ask me the question. But I knew the fact that at seven years old, asking me that question meant mm -hmm. that I'd got it out, out of whack for myself. And in that moment, I said, Tracy and, and all my clients, I'm not doing weekends anymore. And I literally stopped right. all weekend work when I got the kids. I still work weekends when they're not there, but I stopped all weekend work with the kid, when the kids were there. Half term, I take everything off I can, apart from the things like success groups or masterminds yes. in the diary. I don't do the one-to-ones and I don't do other work and that. I clear it for them. And I made that decision in one moment because the the risk of being a bad dad if you want to call it that I wasn't yeah. but the perception outweighed the risk of whatever I was losing and you know what I swear to God no impact on my business at all it was just it was just the balls to put well not the balls it was the fear of being a bad dad but really it's about having the balls to go out there and say right this is how I'm doing it I'm not doing that anymore and then realizing you get a little bit of pushback you're right because the last couple, two or three years I've been growing the team, I've had less involvement in the day to day. Yeah. And the business has still has been doing that. In fact, the business has thrived with me pulling back from. Well, the I day remember you going on that first long holiday and you were a bit nervous. Which what? Which holiday? The first time you went away for a while. Oh yeah. Because you had this idea that if oh, I'm no. not in the business, and, and this is really interesting for people, right? Because I, when I started with four yeah. years, me and Tracy never had a holiday, right? Because we're like on it, on it, on it. And I, I do remember you going away. You had a whole team in place and everything. I oh, know. You were nervous. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you came back, and they'd done loads of business then without you. Uh, best month of the year <laughs> was with me out of the country. Now I take August off. Yep. 
and we probably have five, six holidays a year, yep. and then a, a month off during the, yep. the summer. And that hasn't affected adversely the business performance. Yeah. But here's the thing, right? You had to earn the right to do that. Yeah. If you'd started your career <laughs> I with months off, months off. <laughs> and this is what you say to people. I think, people, I think people look at, they look at entrepreneurism and stuff, and especially if they look at, you know, kind of, they look up to people and that. And yeah. I think it can give a false, a false you know, economy about what's in store. <laughs> and, and I'm not here to try and paint a miserable picture of entrepreneurism, because I actually believe, well, a shadow of that is the best job on the planet, right? Mm-hmm. That a shadow of that is the best job on the planet. You get to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, for who you want, for the wealth you want. It's all, it's all up for grabs, right? And there's no other job on the earth like it. True. But I do also, you know, instill in people the need to have to really fight for it. Because, because I don't know anyone that's ever had it easy. I don't know anyone that hasn't got the list of stories that I know you've got and the mm. stories I've got just in this business, let alone my previous life that I've yeah. up to this. And I think it's really important people understand when they're going through these downward periods, it really is just absolutely part and parcel of having, for me, the greatest job and the greatest opportunity on the planet. It is, and in fact, what we do, because I still consider myself, emplo- uh, myself self-employed. Yeah. That's my mindset. The, I, I still, even though I've got a team of 20-odd people now, I still have those values of wanting to grasp. So I'm still working hard, but I'm not doing the day-to-day. I'm looking for new business. I didn't have to set up in the Middle East. Yeah. If, I, if I didn't set up the business here in Dubai, I'd be part-time now in the UK. Yeah. I'd be working three days a week. Yeah. And it's only that I filled the space with Dubai and also and there's another business venture that's running alongside as well Yeah, because uh, I love working do, do you find that, that, that you, know, you start off working and there's a dream there's an ambition there's a drive maybe there's a fear of not going you know of not working for someone else or whatever yeah. but it gets you started on your, on, on your, your career it, it, it's fun because it's all play it's all business cards and websites yes. then it's hard because yeah. it's sales graft networking long hours whatever it might be or just, and also the pressure of yeah. doing it all on your own which is one of the reasons we exist as a business is because it's really hard to do it on your own and, and you've been with us since we started this Indeed, whole business yeah, yeah, and, and, and yeah. before that and that's one of the reasons we exist is to, is to help share some of that load, burden, loneliness, whatever it might be. But there is a point in there where people say, well, why would you keep growing? And tell me, it might be not the same for you, but uh, you know, I'd be interested to see what you say, is that even when you've got to the point where you've got kind of what you wanted or even more than you wanted when you started, people say, well, why do you still want more, right? Like it's a greed or something. Right. Now, my take, I'd be interested if you agree with me or if you something different, my take is really simple, is because once you get to that point, now we're into the game, right? We're yep. into the fun, like, like come to Dubai, why not? It's here to be had, or you know, set up another venture, well, why not, it's here, or go for the next million. It's, I don't need the money, or you don't need the money, you don't need this. What, what's your take on what keeps driving you, even though now you've, I, I believe, you know, you, you must have surpassed to some degree mm. what your original goals were at the beginning. Yeah. Well, partly, but I had a longer term vision. So I, I wanted to, my magic number was to create at least five million pounds. And yep. I think it was, it was eight, eight, nine years period. Yeah. So I set myself a magic number for you the long term future. Yeah. And the, that's not difficult. I mean, it takes some thinking also. Mm. How am I going to do it? So I have hit milestones and targets and goals and on the way. The reason I still do it is I love the nature of what I do. Yeah. I, love, I love being able to help businesses grow, buy and sell. I, yeah. it, 
What's the part of that that you, because it is one of the questions I had anyway, yeah. so I'll ask it now you said it. What is it you specifically love about what you do? So you love doing it for the client. Oh, because I'm on that journey with them. Right. So my personal journey is to sell up, take my millions off the table and go and do yeah. something else, finish one chapter and start a new one. Take your own pills. Medicine. Yeah. Medicine. Medicine. <laughs> Eat your own food. Yeah, no what are they saying? Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, so I practice what I preach. Yeah, that's one. And <laughs> that'll, that'll do. <laughs> I'm, on, I'm on that journey. So I, I can empathise with my clients because I'm on that journey. Yeah. They're just a bit ahead of me because yeah. they're looking to exit, perhaps. Yeah. So th there's definitely an empathy. And also because of the hard years, I can empathise with business owners that are struggling at the moment and they're looking for answers and solutions. Um, so I love the nature of what we, we do, but also... I want significance and purpose in life and a reason to get up on a Monday morning yeah. or in Dubai, Sunday morning, yeah. as you've Monday discovered. Yeah. Uh, because I'm not a pipe and slippers man. I, retirement to me is choosing the work that you do and yeah. when you do it. That's retirement. Yeah. I love work. Yeah. I just don't want to work full time anymore because yeah. I'm old. I'm nearer to 60 than I am 50. I don't want to work. I've yeah. worked for 40 years. And, and, and I think, and I don't really mean this right, so, so how long's evolution been going now? Eight years. Eight years, right. So, you know, I, I and you've got, what, two years left on the clock, is that right? Uh, 18 months, yeah. 18 months left Ticking. on the clock. Right. 2020. Everyone's right, 2020, right. Middle of 2020. And I do believe, you know, I call it entrepreneurial freedom, right, but that's what freedom is, right? Freedom is not sitting around doing nothing all day long or retirement necessarily, unless that's what you want. Freedom, as you say, is to be able to do what you want when you want to do it and everything else. Yeah. And, and, and what I think is really important, both in business and in the other side of business, is purpose. Yep. And you and I have talked about this with a lot of your clients, that actually, because they're obviously have thrown so much into their business lives and their businesses mm. because to get to that point where they're doing 10, 20 mil, whatever it is they're doing, mm. right? These guys have obviously put a lot of time and effort and energy, they're very attached to it. You know, and obviously they're very purposeful with that, but there is a fear, isn't there, that kicks in, which is, well, like, it's, I think it's probably the same as maybe guys that work a whole, or ladies, I guess guys generically, um, they, get to the, they get to the end of their careers, and there's that fear, isn't it, of what's yeah. on the other side, because this is what's driven me. But, but you're, you're alluding, which I agree with, by the way, is that your purpose, your, your legacy, lies outside of the business. The business now is one part of that. That's right. But there's a legacy that it carries on and exists. And when you look at the, your life's work, your current business will be just one part. Wow, what an inspirational story. I'm sure you'll agree. If you're inspired by Rob's story, if you enjoyed today's episode, then do not miss the concluding part on Wednesday, the second part in this two-part series. You'll find it on iTunes, Spotify. You'll also find it on SoundCloud or on our website, biggerbrightboulder.co.uk forward slash podcast. Also, if you are a business owner, entrepreneur right now doing 100K or more in turnover, and you want to talk to us about potentially occupying one of the seats at our Extreme Growth Masterminds like Rob has for the past four and a half years, then please email Tracy Miller. Her email address is tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. tracy.miller at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk. And she will talk to you 
about what we can offer businesses that are doing six figures, that's 100, 200, 300, maybe four, even 500,000 pounds that want to double their turnover in the next 12 months, like so many of our Extreme Growth Mastermind members have and are currently doing. We've had people go from 100 to 200, from 200 to 400. We've had people go from 180 last year, currently tracking 400 plus revenues this year. If you're serious about extreme growth, if you're already doing 100K or more in turnover, talk to Tracy Miller. I'll put her email address as a link in this podcast and she'll talk to you about what we can do for you and your business in terms of leveling you up and of course, getting you that extreme business growth. If for whatever reason you haven't quite yet hit the 100K mark, if you're doing 20, 30, 40, maybe 50 or 60,000 in revenue and you want to know what it's going to take to hit 100K or more in the next 12 months or less, then go and check out my six-figure fast-track webinar, which is waiting for you right now. And it takes you through your six-figure mindset, your six-figure business model, and your six-figure methodology on how to get your business over that 100K turnover threshold in the next 12 months or less. You can find that at biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track. Biggerbrighterbolder.co.uk forward slash fast track and get your five-figure business on the six-figure fast track. Okay, I should put the links for that in the descriptions. I'll also put the link to Rob's book from Suicide to Success in the descriptions as well. Go and check that out. I look forward to seeing you on Wednesday when we conclude this amazing interview with the legend that is Rob Goddard. I look forward to seeing you then and until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 